difficulties for an episode that we just recorded. Uh, and we're not going to be able to use that episode, but I figured you all deserve a little bit of talk about games one and two of the Yankees uh, Yankees Astros series. So let me give you my thoughts uh, on those on those games, and then I'll just kind of briefly get out of here, and we'll talk on Sunday. This, these have been a bad couple of games. The Yankees struck out 17 times in game one, 13 get times in game two. Everybody except for Rizzo and, and Bader are batting terribly. Aaron Judge is batting terribly, um, even though he's he's getting close to hitting pretty, pitching uh, hitting pretty well. Well, the pitchers have been really good. The pitchers have given the Yankees a chance to win this game. I think Tyone got away with something in game one. Uh, he didn't strike anybody out. He walked three guys. There was, a lot, there was a lot of real hard contact and a couple of good defensive plays that prevented a lot of damage. But the bullpen has been strong. I thought that Severino, uh, you know, he had one play that he messed up uh, in game two. But besides that, looked pretty good. And the Astros are good, and so they hit him. In fact, the Astros are hitting. If you look at their postseason hitting statistics, despite having that long scoreless game, lots of players in their lineup are playing two or better than their their career numbers. Whereas the Yankees, basically everybody is playing terribly. And if that's the case, they're going to lose the series. I think they still have a chance, right? This is two games down of a seven-game series. It's not incredible for a team to come back and win that series, especially with three games at home, especially given that the Yankees had to pitch their top two, aren't pitching their first, their best two starters until games three and four. So I think the Yankees have a shot here. Game five is going to be tough. Tyone rematching up against Verlander without the off day after game five, so the Yankees can't go straight bullpen in that game. That's going to be tough. This is a series, and I think the bottom line is that Aaron Judge needs to turn around. The Yankees this year had a good offense. I think they may have led the league in runs scored. If not, they came close. A lot of that was Aaron Judge. If you look at the, the lineup, there weren't a lot of other standout years in, in this lineup. Anthony Rizzo had a solid year, but like a decline solid year, better than the last couple of years he's had, kind of a rebound, but not a full rebound to you know all-star Anthony Rizzo. Other guys who had solid years like Carpenter and DJ LeMay, who they, they didn't play the full season. They had a lot of guys who were just kind of good, right? Guys who maybe made good defensive contributions like Josh Donaldson to make them a valuable baseball player, a valuable-ish baseball player. Jose Trevino, who, pay, who hit well for a catcher, but not well by you know any other position standards. It was one of those years in the lineup. And the reason why they were good, the reason why they won 99 games, the reason why this was a standout lineup was because Aaron Judge had one of the best seasons of all time. He was so good that he took an average-ish lineup and made it into one of the best lineups in baseball, which is why in the postseason, when Aaron Judge is not hitting, he's not taking his walks. He's striking out. He's hitting a couple of home runs. Excuse me. Excuse me. He's hitting some home runs, but hasn't connected enough, hasn't hit home runs like the, the, the home run record pace he hit during the regular season. That force being absent from the lineup, I think, is the story here. Now, there's a lot of guys who are hitting below 200 who need to hit better. Um, but I, I think that this is this is Aaron Judge's team. And if Aaron Judge doesn't turn around, this team is going to fail. That doesn't mean it's his fault. Like, he's human. He's allowed to go into slumps. But this is also why you don't base your fortunes around one player. This lineup was constructed around one player, or at least or at least that's the way it's turned out, that that you know Aaron Judge, the Yankees live and die by Aaron Judge, and their whole lineup is structured around protecting Judge. Aaron Judge was batting leadoff for a while because, you know, that was the only way to protect him. 
And if he doesn't either hit a bunch of home runs or alternatively, you know, go into walk mode and take a ton of walks, get on base, do all that kind of stuff and let other guys hit him, hit him in behind him. This team is going to lose and it's going to lose in less than seven games to the Astros. But if he if he turns it around, I think there's a possibility that Aaron Judge comes out against Lance McCullers at game three and just dominates. And it's just the player that we've seen him be. I wonder how much of the home run chase kind of screwed him up and he remained screwed up from the last week of that into the postseason. Um, I think this is we're having a different conversation if that one fly ball in Houston goes just a little bit longer. But this is still, even even with that, even with some of the, the other hard hit balls that were caught, Aaron Judge needs to get on base, needs to hit singles, needs to do all the things that he did this season to make him a historically great player. And that's the bottom line for the Yankees. It's going to be tough to win five games in a row with no off days or four, four, four or five games with no off days. Uh, but this is a team that's certainly capable of doing it. They're going to have Cole and Nestor for three of those five games. I think those are uh, those players give them a pretty strong edge over Houston. They Their bullpen is finally looking good. I have confidence in guys like Holmes, Loizaga, etc. in a way that I didn't in a, co- a couple of weeks ago. But it's really just a matter of hitting. The Astros are showing that this is not just a matter of a, a good postseason staff beating good hitters. <clears throat> because the Astros saw some pretty good pitchers with Seattle. And had they've seen some pretty good pitchers with the Yankees. And they're hitting. Like, they've just managed to hit better than the Yankees. They're not striking out 30 times in two games. Like, they all they have a couple of guys who are slumping and a lot of guys who are hot. And, and that is because they're a, they're, they're a good team. And the Yankees need to be that kind of team. They need a game plan. They need to go out there and like actually put our bats together, not take the first pitch down the middle. All the things the Yankees have been doing wrong, they need to not do those. Will they? I don't know, right? You know, again, teams have come back from being down by two two games a lot. It's not uncommon, especially with three games at home, especially given that the Yankees <clears throat> had the weird ALDS non-off day. But... Um, you know, nothing, I don't have a lot of confidence in the team right now. We're going to rehash all this over the offseason. We're going to be talking about some of the weird decisions, but I want to talk about one decision before I end today, and that's at shortstop. As you know, the Yankees put Oswald Peraza out there for Game 2. Peraza was not on the roster for the American League Division Series, which means that over the course of a week, the Yankees have made the following decisions. At the beginning of the postseason, they said Oswald Peraza is not good enough to be on this roster. We're going to put Marwin Gonzalez on the bench. We're going to start Isaiah Kainer-Falefa. We're going to put Oswaldo Peraza, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera in left field. Two days later, they decided that Isaiah Kainer-Falefa is no longer good enough to be shortstop, so we're going to put Cabrera at short, and we're going to bring Aaron Hitch- Hicks off the bench to be the left fielder. Two days later, they said, you know, we're not going to have Marwin on this roster. We're going to have Oswaldo Peraza as a bench player, but we're going to start Isaiah Kainer-Falefa with Oswaldo Cabrera in left because Hicks is now injured. One day later, they said, nope, we're not going to start Isaiah Kainer-Falefa. We're going to start Oswaldo Peraza at short. There's a there's a, there's a a rapid redecision-making process going on here that makes no sense. It is scrambling. Like They, are clear, they clearly do not have a plan at shortstop. They haven't had a plan at shortstop for some time. I think I'm glad that they've settled on, I, I hope they've settled on Peraza at short. He made some great plays there in game two. I think he'll hit. I think he'll run. I think he'll be an effective contributor. But there's no reason why they should be scrambling to figure out who their shortstop is at this part in the season. It, it is ridiculous. Um, 
I think if the Yankees lose this series, that is going to be the hind, one of the one of the pieces of hindsight that we look at and say, what were the Yankees doing? Like, what were they thinking? Why didn't they just arrive at what I think a lot of us thought was the correct conclusion at the beginning of this postseason? And then Peraza would have more regular at-bats. Maybe he would have settled in a little bit. Um, and maybe he would be a valuable contributor. Or, and you know, maybe the Yankees wouldn't have needed to go to five games against Cleveland because of some bad defensive misplays by Kiner Falefa. Um, but most of that conversation is an off-season conversation. The Yankees haven't lost yet. The series is still ongoing. And the narrative could be very different a few games from now. But I just want to put a pin in it for now and remember the strangeness of this decision-making process. And I hope that there's some beat reporters who get to ask questions of Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman after the season is over, ask about how they came about that decision. Not, you know, just why, not, not, not their reasoning, right? Not questioning the decision. I want to know the decision-making process. What, how did they make that decision? What new information could they possibly have learned about these three players over the course of a week? Um, baseball is a game of averages. It's a game of failure. It's a game of weird statistical quirks, weird hot streaks that have nothing to do with anything more than luck very often. And the Yankees are a smart organization. They believe in that. They understand the way that the ebbs and flows in baseball works. And it is strange to see them just rapidly changing their mind so frequently during this postseason of saying Oswaldo Cabrera a week ago, we thought he was a great hitter. And now we don't think he's a good hitter at all. We think he's a nine hitter. We thought he was a five hitter not that long ago. It makes no sense to me. Um, I, I like Brian Cashman. I don't hate Aaron Boone as, a lot, uh, as much as a lot of people, but they have not shown themselves off well over the last month or so. And I'm very curious to see kind of if the Yankees lose the series, where it goes. But hopefully they don't lose. Hopefully we're talking about a World Series. Uh, my, some of you may, may, may have heard in this podcast that my wife is from San Diego and has recently discovered her Padres fandom. So that will be interesting if the Yankees go to the World Series. But that is hopefully for another podcast. We'll be back on Sunday. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This has been your Bronx Beat Podcast. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.